Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Vice President of the Author Incubator, Jen McRobbie. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio. Every week on Book Journeys Radio, we speak to accomplished authors who've gone from just having an idea for a book to a finished book and now being ready to make a difference in the world. Our goal for the show is for you to walk away inspired and motivated to write your book, whether it's your first or your third. Now, today is October 13th, 2016, which might not be an exciting day for you. It might just be yet another day, but it's a big day for the Author Incubator because we just launched seven new books into the world today, and I'm still a little giddy from watching our live red carpet launch on Facebook. So if you're interested, after you're done listening to me and our featured author, Kim Benjamin, speak... Hop on over to Facebook, look for the Author Incubator, and you can watch a red carpet launch um, that we did for the first time on Facebook Live today. So anyway, I'm carrying over this super fun energy that uh, existed at the launch, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Kim Benjamin, who is the author of Attorney by Day, Novelist by Night. Welcome, Kim. Thanks, Jen. I'm really excited to be here, and I love your enthusiasm. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I know um, my enthusiasm isn't always awesome at 5 o'clock in the morning when um, my husband (laughs) would rather sleep, but I think it worked for our podcast. (laughs) We're so glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited for all the authors that launched today. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super exciting. Um, And you and I were just speaking before we got, um, we went live here, um, and Kim didn't know, and maybe our listeners don't know, but I used to be a practicing attorney also. Um, I call myself a recovering attorney. So I'm so excited to hear more about your book and your writing process. Can you please tell me... Yeah. Can you please tell me and everyone listening what Attorney by Day, Novelist by Night is about and who it's for? Yes, I'd love to do that. Thank you. Um, first off, I love your title, Recovering uh, Attorney. I think that's beautiful. Um, and it kind of segues into a lot of what um, encouraged me to write the book, which is that I grew up in a family of attorneys. I've worked with attorneys and other businesses, and Hmm. such a huge percentage of them have this, like, hidden desire to write this book. I mean, almost everyone I, I, you know, that I know is either, like, some of them write songs, some of them write poems. It's it's fascinating to me. And um, hearing stories growing up that just never made it to print, it was just um, writing a book was always a big dream of mine, and it just became so apparent to me that, you know, I mean, attorneys, like, you guys, like, live by reading and writing. That's your business. So right. um, it was it was just it was a super motivating factor for me because so many that I knew um, wanted to write a book and just never, just never quite pulled the trigger on that. And I wanted to put something out there that maybe would encourage them to just follow that. I love that. I mean, it it took me not being an attorney 
to get my book written um, using Angela's difference process, but I have mm, two or three unfinished novels just sitting on my computer somewhere. <laughs> so Ooh, you are definitely speaking very, my language, Kim. <laughs> that is very intriguing. I'd love to hear about them. Yes, we'll have to talk more about that at some point because um, <laughs> it definitely is – it, it it is it's hard when you're working in a job i think where um reading and writing is all you do to enjoy that process for yourself so how do you suggest that people who read and write for a living how do you suggest that they begin to enjoy that process you know, that's a perfect question because what you just said was you don't enjoy it because you have to do it, and it's become so rote. But the <laughs> things that you have to write are so regulated. I mean, right. I, you know, I'm so familiar with all the things that you have to submit to the courts and how they have to be spaced and the typeset. And I, I mean, I think it takes away that that burning desire to write something. I think even when you're writing, you know, very exciting litigious cases that you you kind of lose that enthusiasm because you you go from telling a story to basically just sending an outline in. So right. what I mean I, I that's my opinion. But so I what I'd like to um, encourage my clients to do is to remember that passion that actually got you there because. Uh-huh. Um, so many people that I've talked to were actually like English majors or. You know, oh. history majors, and there was there was kind of that interest from the very beginning. I mean, the writing part was sort of appealing to most of the people that I've talked to. So I think that getting in touch with that passion again is what's key to finding the time to really enjoy um, writing. I think that you have to kind of um, remember what it is about writing that you enjoy. What is it about reading that you enjoy? You know, right. like bringing that back into the forefront of um, of what you do and putting the rest of it kind of in another corner. I love that idea of turning it into something that, that you, you know, reminding yourself about what you loved about yeah, it. Exactly. That's such a powerful thing. Well, thank you. Exactly. I mean, I just, it's, I think it works for all of us, but I think that um, there's just something very magical about, remembering what motivated you to begin. Yes. Yes, I think you're right. Um, now, I know people often think writing is easy for attorneys for the reason, many of the reasons that you just stated, which is that they do it pretty much all day long. So was it the case mm-hmm. for you that writing this book was easy? Gosh, I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> I, I – I know. I, you know I'm, just, I'm like everybody else. I'm like all of us. It's like, you know, it sounds like a great thing, and you kind of have this fire, and you start, and you're all wrapped up and everything. And then, and then you kind of, you know, then real world steps in, you know, and right. and your spouse or your, your children or uh, your job or everything else. And you come home in the afternoon, and you're depleted. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I'm just too tired to do that. Um, so I wouldn't say it was easy. I don't think it's easy for any of us. But I think that that gets back to that place where um, understanding what like motivates you to get up in the morning, and and mm. I think once you can kind of like tap into that that part of it, that energy that you know 
you know, like on Saturday, we usually are like pretty far to get up on Saturday because we're not going to work. Right. <laughs> so it's, well, yeah, like there's, some, there's something there. Oh, yeah, I don't have to set the alarm clock in the morning. But there's something there that we're looking for. And um, I think when it comes to writing, it really is about being able to get in touch with that. Um, and for me, with the book particularly, it was remembering my motivation for writing the book in the first place. Uh-huh. Um, uh, particularly, I have a sister that I'm very, very close to, and she and I were actually collaborating on a novel at one point. And it's like you said, attorneys have to write all the time, so it seems like it would be easy. But it's it's tiresome. It's like anything that yeah. you do eight or ten hours a day as an attorney, <laughs> 10, 12 yeah. hours a day sometimes. Um, it, it, it becomes tedious and monotonous. So... Um, it really is about finding that that thing that kind of gets you excited about doing it again. So what was that thing for you then? <clears throat> what got you excited about writing this book? That thing was actually remembering my purpose for writing it, which was that I knew there were so many people out there that had so much to say, had so huh. many great things to say, so much that needed to come out. Um, for themselves and also for, for, for the world, you know, to be able to share that gift with other people. Right. So, um, you know, Angela's process is perfect for that because whenever I got stuck, I would just go back and remind myself who I was writing it for, you know, who um. my ideal reader was, what my motivation for doing it was to begin with. And it, I love it shifted that. some of that energy. Yeah, she does a great job with that. So it, but it kind of shifts that energy from being about me and having writer's block to, no, 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 that's not what it's about at all. Um, so for me, it was very, um, that was very helpful to go back to. That's, it, that, you know, that's good for me to remember because I had sort of forgotten that part of the process for me too, is that when you focus on your reader instead of yourself, mm-hmm. you have this, mm-hmm drive that you don't necessarily have when you're stuck in your own head. Exactly. I mean, it gets so easy to think, okay, well, I can't finish this chapter. I don't know what I want to say. And then if you can <laughs> shift it back to, okay, who am I writing to? What does right. that person need to hear? It, it so how did, you, how did you remind yourself of who that person was then? You know, actually, which is kind of part of the process, as you know, is I um, defined um, the person that I wanted to write to. And Mm. it became a very intimate process, actually, when I, like, actually wrote out this person's life and and how she felt about writing and what was really important to her and how this was a big part of a dream that she had. And I could refer back to that. I could look at that and go, you know, there's somebody out there that really needs that encouragement, that really is looking for some sort of um, guidance or help or solution to, to, to finishing that novel or maybe even just starting it. And right. having that handy, just, it, 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 just, it, really, it really helped the process for me because um, I could just look at that and go, you know, I really, I've got to finish this. This is important. This, it's, it's not about me. It's not important just for me. It's important for those people. So, I love that. that I love the the me. merger. Yeah, I I love the merger of of you know your goal and your reader's goal. I think that's it's such a a good way, a good thing that you get out of this process for how to you know kind of break through some of the scary parts in writing a book. 
Oh yeah, exactly. Because you're yeah. you're sitting there and you're like, oh, this is this is not working out. This sounds like garbage. This is terrible. <laughs> right. You know, this is not going to help anybody. What am I doing? I mean, you know, we all go through that, right? I mean, you're just all sitting there going, what was I thinking? What made oh, me totally. decide this was a good idea? Right. Yeah. I mean, you you yeah, you're just like, okay, I don't know what I was doing that day, but uh, hoping I don't do it again. Anyway, but if you can yes. have that. That, yeah, exactly. If you have that reason that you can refer to and you can go, wait a minute, this is why I'm doing this. And I just need to get out of my own way, you know, get my head out of the clouds and just really think about that person. It, it just, it's a huge transformation being able to finish. Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. So what do you think is different about, because this book is nonfiction, Right. Do you think that there's right. anything mm-hmm. different between writing nonfiction and writing fiction? Um, you know, I really don't don't think so. I mean, I'm talking a lot about my motivation for wanting to help other people, but I believe that that drive can still be there for nonfiction too. Um, mm. I'm not sure if that makes any sense, but you know. The reason that we all come up with an idea for a book or we start a book is because there's something inside of us that, that needs to be said. I mean, right. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, Big Magic, about how there's, just, you know, there's something that kind of floats through me. Oh, I've got to write this. I've got to get this out. And I think that that drive is just as, um, just as big and just as important uh, when, you're, when you're writing nonfiction. I mean, look at all yeah. the nonfiction stories that have just made such a huge impact on our society, and I, I, I think it's huge. I think it's, I think it can be just as um, or more, you know, evolutionary and changing the way that people look at things. I mean, anything right. that's out there that comes through that, that somebody can pick up and it can, like, uh, give them a different perspective or maybe brighten their day or, I mean... I right. think that's beautiful. So I think the drive is just as big with nonfiction. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be a dystopian society for us to be able to see ourselves in it. Exactly. We can see ourselves in any day. Exactly. Perfect. That's, that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I, I mean, that's I read dystopian novels to escape, you know, but um, I exactly. found that when I was writing, you know, my book was also nonfiction, and that it surprised me that right. I was – actually going to go through with a nonfiction book, but I think you're right that the process is not really all that different. No, it's really not. Yeah, that getting in touch with your reader and your purpose, not just your desire, you know, that those things are all the same, whether we're writing poetry or fiction or nonfiction or, you know, letters to our children's teachers. (laughs) No, I, I totally agree. I mean, anything, anything that, you know, is because we're releasing a part of ourselves. And so there's something that we, we feel like we need to say. There's something that needs to be said, which yeah. means that there's someone out there that needs to hear it. So the uh, purpose is the same. And I agree with yeah. you. When I first started writing and thinking about writing a nonfiction book, I was like, this is like so far away from everything else that I've written. Right. But I had those same thoughts. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Well, and I think it. No, I think you're right. I think when you are, especially when you work in and are focused on such in such a cerebral field, 
as like law or, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that, that you begin to believe that the only way you can escape that style of writing is by doing the exact opposite that's style beautiful. of writing. And I don't think that that's that, necessarily that's, true. No, I don't think that it is, but I do see how that can, you know, that would be a very prevalent thought because, yes, you, you're, I mean, the confines of the legal profession are so right. rigid. I mean, yes. you know, I mean, <laughs> they're just, they're so defined. And I, like I said, I grew up with hearing about, you know, uh, deadlines and missing this and missing that <laughs> and arbitration. I mean, you know, it was just like, oh my gosh, like it's just, it's, it's so completely rigid. And, and it's true that um, most attorneys I know, given a choice after work, read nothing but nonfiction because it's escapism. I mean, right. fiction, because yeah, they want to get away from all of that. But um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree that it does not have to be that way. I think that uh, getting in touch with that inner drive or that inner purpose or that spark, really, that started it all is, is critical to that. That's, that's just great. What, what was different about writing or publishing your book than you expected? Um, you know, I guess. I mean, I have to be completely honest. As I said, um, like you shared with me, that you have these novels that you haven't finished. And my <laughs> writings before had never been, had never been published. You know, so right. it was kind of, I was kind of like, okay, it was okay when I was writing at home, and I wasn't sure that anybody was ever going to see it. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden, when, you know, you're putting it out there, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, people are really going to read this. Yeah, it's got my name on it. Um, so there was an element of. Um, you know, there's some anxiety there that I don't think I was expecting quite as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was also this, um, on the counter side of it, there was this, there was this enormous feeling of um, satisfaction and accomplishment at having actually done it. And I, it's oh. like it, it's, it's such an evolutionary process, as you know, that yes. um, you're different. Um, when you finish the book than the person yes. that started it. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, anyway, I don't know if it was for you, but it was just like it, you uh, you learned so much about yourself. So there's mm-hmm. so many things that come up that you're not expecting to be part of the writing process, but it's, it's, there are all the things that come up about what you're doing. Um, right. So I think that was different from me, like sitting at home on my computer and like, you know, writing things and putting them in a file and putting them in a drawer than actually <laughs> to the editor. I don't know what you're talking stuff. about at all, Kim. I've never done that. <laughs> I can't imagine. Right. Of course, only I did that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. None of the people I'm listening and, and neither of us here have ever, ever, ever written ever things and that, hidden right. them away, hoping they never see the light of day. <laughs> Never, right. Do you ever find things like years later and go, oh, my gosh, when did I write that? I don't even remember writing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all the time. Back. It yeah. actually happened when I wrote this book, when I when I wrote Why Is She Acting So Weird, is when all of those old novels that I had never finished, when they resurfaced. And I thought that really? was really interesting. Yeah, it's, it, I think for me it was once I was tapping into this idea that I am an author, 
that that uh-huh, is part exactly. of my identity, then the mm-hmm. the universe and my computer began to conspire to show me that I'd been that all along. <laughs> I, and, you know, which is a beautiful, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful awareness. Um, but it's fascinating, isn't it, how all of the things that you have done before do, I agree with you, just kind of like sort of slowly kind of began to bubble up and... Yeah. And, Kind of make that apparent, which yeah, exactly. You know, we spent we're spending all this time though talking about learning to enjoy writing, and but did you enjoy writing every part of this book? Oh, are you kidding? Absolutely not. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be a pipe dream. Um, no, yes. I mean it's it's uh, yeah, uh-uh. um, it's a real process. And yeah. um, like you like you just said, all of these things that you've written before start to bubble up, and you become aware of the fact that you've always been a writer, and that you are an author. Um, and at the same time, you know that brings a lot of your um, darker things up too. Mm. Um, and then it, it, it's like anything else. I mean, you you. Um, I mean, for me, for example, um, there's certain. I mean, your schedule changes somewhat. Okay, like I just said, you come home tired and, you know, maybe you have yep. kids and you're married and you have to make dinner and and you have to begin to evaluate, like, okay, do I want to watch television for an hour or do I want to write for an hour? Right. And, um, I mean, you know, it really comes down to that. And, and you know, sometimes you're going, no, I really want to watch television. <laughs> I mean, cause right. that happens. But, um, but it's, it's sort of like being aware of that and being, um, I guess, like, uh, kind but firm with yourself about you know what what you're uh, what you're doing and and it, it really becomes important to ask yourself like how vested are you how important yes. is it to you which are stupid sounding questions I guess because everybody thinks well of course it's important I want to do this right but, why else would I be doing this yeah why else would I be doing this are you crazy why are you <laughs> asking me that question but it really does get down to like how much do you want to do it how important yes. it is to you, you know? So um, that's when that, uh, you know, was there any part hard? Yeah, that's when that comes up. <laughs> How important mm. Did you write every day, Kim, when you were writing for this book? Um, you know, I actually, I, I did. Just um, part of the thing, and it's even in my book what I suggested, is um, the first thing I do every morning is get up, and I actually just, like, write for 20 or 30 minutes, just, like, briefly thought. Because wow. what I've discovered is that it's um, it's very helpful for kind of like I guess greasing the wheel is the best way to mm-hmm. say it. Um, no, definitely. So there were there were days that I wrote that everything I wrote was useless. I mean I'm not saying that it was applicable, but uh, <laughs> right. and it may have only been, you know, it may have been like sterile garbage material. But yeah, it was it was kind of like um, sort of like training for a marathon or. Hmm. Anything else that you do that you're working out towards something, I think that that process, and I don't even want to call it a discipline because if you do that, it sounds very rigid and restrictive, but I just think right. that process of, of allowing yourself, which is how I like to look at it, allowing yourself the time to write. Hmm. Um, I love of, that. It's kind of magical. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> No, I really do. I love that idea about allowing ourselves to to do it because in some ways um, writing can feel like a a hidden pleasure 
and exactly. one that we exactly. might want, you know, that, that we want might want to deny ourselves because we have, you know, laundry and kids and work and right. you know, all the other things that, that distract you. So exactly. I really love that idea of allowance. Yeah, I think that that's really kind of critical because you're right. It, it, it's We think of it as like this guilty kind of pleasure, like, well, I should right. be doing this and instead I'm in here. And it's, it's really not that at all. It's critical to who we are. It's just... Um, so it's a gift. So that's yeah. kind of how I like to look at it. A uh, gift. That's so. What is the best thing that's come out of now having your own book published? Um. Well, I currently live in Paris, which is phenomenal, and <laughs> that had a lot to do with. Uh, it was interesting how you, if you start to walk toward one of your dreams, and you actually kind of uncover that how so many other things kind of bubble up that you begin to um, really consider pursuing. It's like, okay, yeah, I did that. I can, I can do this and I can do this. And um, that's what I really, really want to encourage people to do. For me, it was an amazing process Um, just to go like, yeah, oh yeah, this is the life I want to live. Yeah. This is what, yeah. And it was, it was, it's just, having that awareness that I didn't have, I don't think, before I finished the book, right. or um, belief or whatever you want to call it, um, that suddenly becomes really like, no, I did this. I can do this. I can help other people do this. Um, oh, that's fascinating. So that's I love a, that. Thanks. It's been great. Um, now, my French classes are a whole different subject, but, um, <laughs> but Paris is wonderful. <laughs> Paris sounds wonderful. I've actually never been, but it is a goal of mine. And now that I know you live there, I'm going to have to come and visit you so that we can talk about these unfinished novels I have on (laughs) me. That would be amazing. I would love to know about your novels. I would love that. That would be fabulous. It is. It you know, as I always say, they're all a work in progress. I am a work in progress, and so um, it takes time. But um, we're all a work in progress. You know, isn't that the truth? You know, we've been talking about what it's like essentially to be an attorney and then have this creative side of yourself that isn't being fed. But is your book really just for attorneys? No, actually it's not. Um, I wrote it specifically with attorneys in mind because that's my, uh, you know, that's my family, that's my history, that's um, what kind of started the whole thing. But no, the principles in there are applicable to anyone who's interested in writing a book. And yeah. um, I'm actually working with someone who is not an attorney and, um, and have another client that uh, also is going to write a book that she's been putting off for a while, and she's also not an attorney. So um, the guidelines and the principles in there are pretty universal to anyone that has that interest or desire. No, I love I'm that. I'm glad you brought that up. I appreciate that. That's, yeah, no problem. I just I started thinking about it, and I realized, no, all of these things we're talking about go so much deeper than just, you know, just the legal field. So we only have a few minutes left, and before we wrap up, I just wanted everyone to know that if you want to know more about Kim, you can find her on the web at KimberlyBenjaminCoaching.com. You can also find her on Facebook or Twitter, 
Um, and if you are interested in maybe pursuing this creative writing, this this breaking through to writing a novel, then I highly recommend you looking her up. And in closing, can you give everyone some advice about you know if if they want to write a book but they haven't been able to finish it, what would you say to someone in that position? You know, I would probably say this sounds so trite. It's the Nike thing that says just do it. Um, <laughs> it. It sounds awful for me to say that and very simplistic, but the truth is if you want to write a book, there's something that you need to say and there are people that need to hear it. So sharing your voice, is an amazing process for you, and it's a gift to other people. Um, so by all means, just, yeah, just just start. Just start. Just start. I don't think that we can really have any more eloquent words than that. So we will wrap up this episode of Book Journeys Radio. I hope you enjoyed listening to Kim and I chat as much as I enjoyed chatting with Kim. And Join us again next Thursday where we talk to another um, author in transformation. Thanks, Kim. Thank you, Jen. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed it. (laughs) So did I. Bye. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.